Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. I don't know who I am sent here to preach to, I think for everybody, but man, I'm telling you, I feel like the Lord has laid something on my heart for you here today. I was in prayer and the Lord would not let me be removed from this particular series of scriptures. I really found myself living in the entire eighth chapter of Romans. And for the sake of our understanding here today, I, I want to I want to just launch into this freedom chapter. But I want to start at verse 31. Verse 31 of Romans chapter 8. Verse 31, what shall we then say? to these things. What should we say? If God be for us, who can be against us? What a question. If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How? Shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is this that condemneth? Who are they to condemn us when when God has justified us? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that has risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. When, hear me right now, when Christ is your intercessor, your enemy is not big enough. He hath made intercession. He stepped in for us. You were born with a sin you could not handle, but he stepped in. Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, 
nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. What are you saying, Paul? None of them shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Oh, I feel the presence of God. I feel the presence of God. Here's why I feel the presence of God. Because I feel the love of God. And so I would preach to you directly from the text today. The text of chapter 8 and verse 31. If God be, in verse 35, who shall separate? If God be, who shall separate? And I'm going to let the cat out of the bag and tell you right from the beginning before we pray, the only one that can separate you from his love is you. The only one that can separate you. He has already walked to Calvary for you. He has already paid the price for your sins. He has already placed a plan of salvation that you would repent, that you would be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that you would receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. I thank you for your spirit, for your presence in this place. Help me to preach with wisdom, with clarity, with anointing. Help me to be texturally accurate, biblically sound, and anointed for the moment. That you would be exalted. That your word would be understood. And that your people would be edified. Let the body of Christ be edified in this house. I pray it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Let everyone in the building say amen. Turn to somebody that you haven't talked to yet and ask them this. If God be... Who shall separate? <clears throat> if God be, who shall separate? You may be seated here this morning. It was January the 6th of 1941 when President Franklin Roosevelt addressed Congress on the state of the war in Europe. Much of what they said that day or what he had been written and addressed the crowd has been forgotten, but at the close of his address, it became a very famous speech for what would be known as the Four Freedoms. He founded his statement upon four freedoms that he wished to see. He named them freedom of speech, freedom of worship, freedom from want, and freedom from fear. In one of the multiple commentaries that is addressing Romans the 8th chapter, it speaks to this chapter as Paul's address of freedom for the church. I would start here on this Sunday morning's message by telling everyone in the place what maybe you already know, but in case you have never heard or in case you have forgotten because of the current circumstances you're dealing with, whoever he sets free is free indeed is free indeed, regardless of what you're feeling mentally or emotionally. He is a complete deliverer. And I will lay my heart transparent before you this morning to tell you that 
it, it has been a week of wrestle for me because of the, the love for a family. And I, I had to call a pastor friend of mine and, and I was wrestling with this until it was Paul's words that reminded me that not life or death can separate us from the love, woo, from the love of God. But it is posed here in an oft-quoted but thoroughly uh, or rarely thoroughly fleshed out verse. For often we jump to the middle of that 31st verse in the book of Romans, the 8th chapter. And we simply quote, and I along with many have been guilty of simply saying, If God be for us. We jump to the middle of the verse and, 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 and three quarters of the way through the chapter to draw in from that well. And it is a great well to dip your bucket in, I will say. And I believe in that with all of my heart that if God be for us, who can be against us? I believe that he is powerful. But I fear that we too oft miss placing emphasis on the word if. It is the smallest word. It carries a, a tiny amount of space on the page, but I would tell you it is the largest word in the whole series. If God. It is not a blanket statement that God will always be for us. It has been. It will be misconstrued to be such. It is not a blanket statement of blessing. That since God is for us, who can be against us? Otherwise, it would be since. But the word is if. Everybody shout if. If. So many of us have lived our lives contingent upon. If I do this, will you? Right? Hey, if I ask, would you? Aren't you asking right now? If we go, can we? Kids are great about this. If I go with you, could I get a toy? And parents are great about this. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see in the Greek means no. In the Hebrew, it means <laughs> you may have to edit that out. If, <laughs> if it is a it is a word that 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 shows a contingency. I need to say this right now. God cannot get any better. He cannot get any more faithful. He cannot become any more perfect. His plan is perfect. His word is perfect. His ways are perfect. The problem is, Brother Womble, it's just that his ways are above. And so there are times when we think, God, you missed this. He didn't miss. We missed. God, where are you? And he's thinking, I'm right here. Why are you yelling? But he sees it from a different perspective. We have time for us so that you know if I'm still preaching at noon, woo, 
But in the concept of time and space, it is not, it is not relevant to God. For he is already ahead of us. Out of eternity and into time. That's why he is not overwhelmed with our timetables. He's perfect in his timing. Because it is his timing. Paul said in a world of chaos, Brother Brzezinski, if God, not a God, critical for the timing, and I'm going to tell our church, critical for this timing. We've watched it, haven't we? People unto the name of their God have blown people up. In the name of a God have joined cults. But there is one God. I say that as a declared statement, but let me give you text. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Deuteronomy, the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And Paul in the New Testament, the same author of today, would later write about Jesus Christ. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus looked at Philip and said, have you been so long with me and you don't know? When you've seen me, you have seen the Father. And I want everybody in the building to hear me and hear me clearly right now. God does not owe you blessing. If I could, I'd just look in the mirror right now. Josh Carson, God does not owe you blessing. But if God be for you, then it gives me the question, then how do I get him, Brother Grothy, to be for me? How do I get, if he is for me, how do I make that if a reality? I just got to get in his will. I just got to decide I'm not going to live for my flesh. And I'm going to live for his kingdom. I speak to the church today and tell you, everybody in this building has a choice which kingdom you're going to live for. Everybody in the building has a decision of which, which kingdom you are going to serve. But it was an Old Testament if that gave us direction. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. If they will seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will... I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. I will heal their if, if, if. How do I get in line with the God that is for me? I got to turn my if into a. Because Paul's going to go on and say, wait a minute. Who shall separate us? I tell you, who can't separate me? I can't separate me. I cannot allow peril. I cannot allow nakedness. I, I cannot allow persecution. I, I cannot allow tribulation. I cannot allow worry. I, I cannot allow doubt. I, I cannot allow fear. I, I cannot allow anxiety. Who shall separate us from the love of God? If God be. 
Here's my question to you today. Is God for the church? He's for the church. He's for the church. He is for the church. He is for his body. He, woo, he will have a bride. Anybody believe what I'm preaching right now? He, he will. Brother Herbst, he will present unto himself a glorious church that is without spot and is without wrinkle, that is not living like the world and acting like the world. And he will have a church. He will present unto him. He will. Ooh, man, I feel like preaching. He will have a church in spite of every political agenda. He had, my, my, my. He had to tell some of them throughout the pages of history. Gideon, don't you worry about who's not with me. I've got a whole series of people that have never bowed their knee to Baal. Don't you worry about who's against. I, God will have a church. God will have a church. When Moses said, I don't have good speech, I, I can't do this. God said, I made your mouth. I know how to get you through this battle. What about in numbers, Brother Henderson? In numbers, when they, they looked at him and said, we're like grasshoppers. We're like grasshoppers. It's the same, it's similar language as it is here in Romans chapter eight that says, hey, God's on your side. And if God, if God be for us, you're telling me all I gotta do is get in line with his will, that's it. And then I'm gonna be a millionaire? No, time out. Time out, I'm not preaching sloppy agape. I'm not talking, the Bible says that he'll give you the desires of your heart. And the truth is the more time you spend in prayer, the more the, more the desires of your heart change. You get in line with, has anybody ever been in prayer? Let, let's, let's poll the crowd as I like to do. Has anybody ever been in prayer so deep that you prayed he would just come? Just come for the church. If you've never been there, I challenge you to go to a depth in your prayer where you get to a place where you're like, just, just come Lord. Be a good time. Just come Lord quickly. But I'm telling you, that's the kind God is trying to get us as a church in line right now with this lifestyle, in this, in this alignment in this world. Because, because if we can get in alignment with his world, sickness, sickness would destroy us. If, if we get in alignment with the world, then persecution would destroy us. If we get in alignment with the world, then every wind of doctrine would take. But if we get in alignment with the word of God and the will of God, then let them give you the doctor's report. You'll still say greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You let the financials just fall apart and you'll still say, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. It won't be about the persecution. It'll be about the power and the promise of God. I want you to throw your hands towards heaven and magnify the Lord.
I don't know who I'm reaching for today, but God sent me for somebody to tell you if you'll choose God, if you'll really make up your mind. <coughs> let's, let, let's, let's look at the text. Let's look at the text. Here we go. Romans 8, go to 35. Who? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who? He did not say no one will try. And it's amazing that the question was who, but he starts with what? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation? Distress? Let me ask you a question. Anybody in this place ever been distressed? Come on, you lie, you fry. How many ever been distressed? Some of you are distressed right now. Some of you are distressed because I'm walking towards your section. <laughs> Persecution? Famine? Nakedness? Peril? Sword? As it is written... For thy sake we are killed all the day long. Accounted as sheep for the slaughter. This verse seems weird. Nay. In all these things. We are. Now nobody. Brother Justin. Nobody talks about peril and nakedness and sword. And, and then says. And we're more than conquerors. Only the church. You got to be crazy. With a capital K. <laughs> to say it's been the worst week of my life. But he's a good God. That's the truth. For some of us, if people knew our bank account, they would not understand our worship. If they knew how much you had went through this week, they would not understand your worship. They wouldn't even understand why you come to church. Come on, everybody's got a Job's wife. You ought to curse God and die. And Job said, you ought to shut it. Because it's not about the peril. It's not about the lack. It's not about the persecution. It's not about the sword. Then what's it about? I'm still more than a conqueror. I'm still more than a conqueror. I'm still more than a conqueror. I'm trying to get somebody to believe who you are. You chose God, but I got good news. He chose you before you chose him. Before you ever made up your mind on him, he had made up his, he had made up his mind about you. Think about it. Brother Lash, he made up his mind on you when he knew you'd be a mess. Brother Hop, when he knew you'd be a terror. Were you ever a terror? Don't lie. You know you just... Nah, nah. Sister Hawk, that survey you sent in said... No, I'm just kidding. Just know. Just know that he knew every propensity for sin 
And yet he walked Calvary. He walked to Calvary anyway. Because what sin would do to destroy your life, Brother Fridley, he said, but if, but if. I know their flesh won't want to. I know they'll have all kinds of reasons to be drug away. I know that as soon as they start to try to live for me, persecution will try to pull them out. But if, if they make up their mind to follow me anyway, if they make up their mind to serve me, to serve me anyway, if, if they make up their mind to serve me, then nothing. If God be for us, then it does not mean there will be no persecution. Bad days are going to happen. Bad days are. How many be just be real right now? You had a bad day this week. I came to preach to you today. God talked to me right here about you. Told me to come and talk to you today and tell you if you can keep your mind made up, even through the trial and even through the tragedy and even through the circumstance, then it doesn't matter who and it doesn't matter what. Brother Ross, it doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter how. If God be for us, if God be for us, if God be for us, Yeah, but pastor, you don't understand what I've been through. He does. And how are we going to debate with Paul? Shipwrecked. More than once. Don't you think once would make you question your call? Tell me. Tell me, if you got beat to a pulp, you wouldn't think, maybe I'm not meant to be a preacher. I'm going to tell you right now, if I got thrown in prison, there'd be people everywhere on Facebook or whatever they're trying to call it. He must not have had a calling. God would have kept him. What kind of ridiculous doctrine Did you hear that he got sick? Mm. Wonder if he took communion unworthily. I'm telling you stuff I've heard right now. I'm telling you stuff I've rebuked right now. Paul, how are you poss how are you possibly still preaching and still writing after all you've been through? Paul, nobody writes from prison. If God be for us. You, surely not about Rome. They're killing people for sport. There's perversion everywhere. And all the people are going, woo! And Paul is surveying the environment saying, I think we could build a church here. 
I think, can we, okay, we'll build a church here. And writing, who is he writing Romans to? Who? The church in Rome. We love to talk about it now, but imagine the stigma of the day. Where do you go to church? Rome. Hmm. You live in Rome. Hmm. You might want to come to our church over here. <laughs> move away from the problem. How about we just move God into the problem? He is not a better side of the tracks, God. I'm trying to decide how much I can preach this. I think I'm just going to preach it how I feel it right now. I've, ladies and gentlemen, I feel a mission from God to make sure that we are reaching every color, every creed, every ethnicity. I know you believe that, but do you really believe that? Do we really believe that? Every walk of life. They told me this, this weekend about an event where, uh, who was it? Brother Di was telling me about the event you were just at. There were Muslims being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For them. Well, it makes me excited. It brings tears to my eyes and makes me want to ask God, can you trust us with this? Can you trust us with this? How many know that if we look around the church and everybody looks like us, we got a problem? Come on, if everybody looks like me, if everybody's from the same part of town, if everybody... He was just preaching to the church. If God, let me ask you a question, boys. If God be for us, who? Because too often we make the who, and I know it's, I know it's spiritual, but sometimes the who is really just a who, a person, or an ideology, or a custom, or a racism, or a prejudice. To which I say, let there be nothing. Let there be nothing. Paul goes on to say, angels can't do it. Angels can't do it. Paul, why are you talking about angels? Because not even all the angels could make their mind up. principalities and power. It's easy to say nothing until somebody in the right position offers you the right. Whoever I'm talking to, there's no, there's no career path that's worth your family. But you hear me right now. Even before your family, your soul. Your soul. So the only way, come here, Pastor Lopez. Let's illustrate this right here. Brother Vitae, come here. Brother Fable, come here. So I have, just come behind me, put your hands on my shoulders. So I have the love of God promoting me, pushing me. Sometimes you can't see God because he's behind you, keeping you moving. 
I can't, I can't see him. I can't feel him. Shh. This will help you. And even if you can't feel him, you just keep living for him. Brother Fable, you stay on this side. Brother Vite, come over here on this side. But here's the reality. You take a hold of this arm. You take a hold of this sweaty arm. You're smart. You grab the material. You wish you had. I got caught who has already shown and identified his love for me. But I got things from the left that want to pull me away from him. And I have things from the right that want to pull me. You see him? Watch him. Pull, pull, pull. You see him? The only way I can separate him and his love is I have to intentionally deny him and go with him. Or I have to intentionally deny him and go with... Bitterness didn't get you. You chose bitterness. Anger did not take you. You chose. Oh God. Oh God. Come on, you got to get refocused and say, God, don't leave me. I don't ever want to leave the plan of God. I don't ever want to leave the purpose of God. I don't ever want to leave the will of God. I don't care if people don't like me. I don't care if people don't understand me. I cannot leave the will of God. I cannot leave the love of God. I cannot leave the plan of God. I want you to stand and throw your hands towards heaven. Thank you, thank you. Come on, throw your hands towards heaven and call on the name of the Lord. Anybody that the enemy's been trying to distract you, but you've made up your mind, I'm choosing God. I'm choosing God. I want you to run down to this altar. Get as close as you can and just remind, if God before me, if God before me, if God before me, if God before me, then who shall separate? Not height, not depth. Not any other creature. They cannot separate me from the love of God. Because in order to separate me from the love, they got to separate me from Christ. And I'm not separating from Christ. When you come to this altar, come on, here you are. I want you to lift your hands right now. And I want you to cling to Calvary. I want somebody to cling to Calvary. Somebody needs to repent and say, I know you chose me, but I've been. I've been a little overwhelmed lately, but I'm choosing you. Who shall separate? Who shall separate? 